Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles continue to struggle. The Ravens have a great draft. And I don't know. Bert's not here. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearing centering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. How's, how's it going? It's a little weird. You're over there to the left, and uh, my camera's to the right, so sometimes I might just be uh, might be a side view of me yeah. while we talk, because yeah. Bert's not here. Bert's not here again. He's become about as reliable mm. as uh, Kevin Gregg in a closed you know, situation. We... We uh we used to do segments all the time. We don't do segments that often. Yeah. I think we need to kick this show off immediately with a segment. A strawberry or a coconut. Are you a coconut or a strawberry? I mean, it's early in the show. We just started. Before we get into any baseball, we I think we got to put Bert up. For strawberry or coconut. You know, it was weird. Last week, Bert was like, he had a ton of show notes. He came like overly prepared, over over top with, with, with the notes. Yeah. Raring to go, messaging us, pumped for last week. And then and then this week, uh, there's no clearly no notes for Bert, and they're not even in his body. And right. I, and, and there's not a clear explanation. Let me go back and check the message of, of why he's not here. The message, the message that he sent 
for not being able to come tonight. Do you have it? No. I, then I started receiving a phone call when I was looking for it, and I don't know how to it was, get rid of that. All right, while I'll, I'm getting I'll the phone pull call. it up. You it was the plainest. We were, we were, and we were having, we were talking about things this weekend because we've got a thing we're going to announce in a little bit and all. And um, so, yeah, we were talking about all that, and then out of nowhere, Bert says, "I'm not going to be able to record tomorrow. Do you guys want to pull in a substitute?" Oh yeah. So that was six thirty yesterday. Yeah. So kind of plain, no excuse, no. Uh, yeah, but you know what? We we all live busy lives. Yeah. He 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 has a few a few little ones. He's got the wife, the job. We all have busy lives. Stuff happens. Maybe you eat a bad salad at Burger King and get sick. Like just stuff happens. And well, food poisoning. He you he would have explained it. He loves talking about getting sick and all that. Yeah. So if it was a trip to the bathroom, he would have let us know. Yeah. And probably not a day ahead of time. And probably FaceTime from the bathroom to be on the show. Yeah, um, and and he's an accountant, but uh, accountant season, I believe that passed. I believe April fifteenth is done, or in this year, April seventeenth, or whatever it was. But that time right. has passed. Yeah, that's so. Passed. Yeah, it's not really work, probably related. Right. You know, though, my daughters are really good friends with his daughters. Yeah, and they do this uh, computer thing yeah. where they play and make uh, Minecraft and play with each other over the internet. Right. And, I've heard of the internet. Yeah, I've heard of Minecraft. And see. When we played video games as kids, we used to have to be in the same room and play so you could throw your each controller at each other and, That's right. and get we, angry. When you played NHL hockey on Sega or Coach K basketball on Sega. Right, and we broke many Sega controllers or any Nintendo controllers that way. Yeah, I was going a little up-to-date with Sega. You want to go back to Nintendo days. All right, fine. I'm just going my time. All right, where we were. So what the kids do nowadays so that they can play Minecraft and still interact with each other is they put their little phones on the computer and they FaceTime with each other. Yeah. So yeah. my girls are playing Minecraft last night, and um, and they're pl- playing, and I come down, and Mandy and I are going out. We're going to go see the Avengers. Nice. You know, the, 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 big, you, the big movie. You and the rest of the country. Every Everyone's going. Yeah. It was so awesome. Right. We can talk about it later, how awesome right. it was. <laughs> You didn't see it. You hate those movies. I hate those movies, but everyone's been telling how awesome I, it is. I can sit here like everybody else and say, oh, it was so awesome. Right. I, I love those movies, yeah, so I was looking forward for to going. Yeah. The first time I was able to get tickets was Sunday night because I had to do the movie pass thing. Yeah. Um, and so I come downstairs, and I tell the girls, hey, girls, you girls are in charge. Watch watch Camden. Mom and I are going out to the Avengers. Yeah. And then I hear a, another voice. I would invite the girls to Avengers, but whatever. Okay. It, it was 9 o'clock at night. It was too late for them. Okay. And we always go and preview the movie before taking the girls. Okay. So I hear another voice, and it wasn't my girls. And the other voice said, we're going to see Avengers tomorrow. Uh, Bert's kid. <laughs> yeah, and it was, yeah. it was Bert's oldest kid. Yeah. And I walked on over to that face to the FaceTime thing, and I said, I said, Kinsey, what time tomorrow are you going and seeing it? Do In the mean- interview process, this is what we call a follow-up. Right. It was yeah. a follow-up question. Yeah, it was a follow-up question. Um, do you mean to tell me that your dad is missing Section 336 to go to the movies? Yeah. And she back- then, then she- all of a sudden the the, 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 the cover-up comes. Right. I, I've been in her so, shoes. Got to cover for daddy. Right. So she's old enough to know that, that she just screwed up. Yeah. So she tries to backpedal. Yeah. She says, oh, no, we're going right after school gets out. Yeah. Um, the movie's like three hours long. Right. So you can go right after school comes out. You're still not getting out of the movie theater before Section 336 starts. Right. Well, you just got Kinsey in trouble with that. So 
Do you think uh, I hope you're proud of that. Well, it depends. Is anyone going to tell Bert that he is this week's Yeah, I would appreciate, strawberry? listeners, if no one tells Bert that we're having this conversation. This is just for us. Right, because he's not going to listen to this. Yeah, and then next week, we'll kind of we'll, – we'll see if he says anything. What we're going to do is uh, Bert is going up on the Straw Stars board. The, the, the strawberry yeah, we'll board. we'll put his face up on the it's Straw bu- Stars. It's behind your head. He's really proud of it. We're going to have Bert up there next week, and we'll just wait to see if he notices. Yeah, but but to be honest, from what everyone's saying about the Avengers, wouldn't you rather be there there than here right now? Uh, all right, yes, <laughs> yes. There you go. I, I, went, right. I, I went to the Oriole game on Thursday, the Avengers on Sunday. Don't ask me which one was more fun. Yeah. Well, but, but, um, but that's why I went on Sunday night. Yeah. Because I'm a coconut. Yeah, because you're a coconut. Yeah, and Bert, there's seven days of the week. We just asked that once a, once on every Monday night, you come join us. There's a bunch of comments, but I don't know how to do the comments because that's a Bert thing. So I'll figure that out. Yeah. But uh, also, I wanted to get Bert's take on, and the, he I was excited to talk to him because we, we went to the game on Thursday and we saw Dylan Bundy. Not, we had this theory that if we just went and watched Dylan Bundy starts and only go to those games, maybe every game we would go to would be a win. But we went Thursday to see D- Dylan Bunny pitch, and we didn't win. So there's so much for that theory. But anyway, I was that was also the night of the Ravens draft, and so I was sitting next to Bert, and you talked to Bert about the Ravens right now, and all of a sudden he wants to just talk about Costco because he has no interest in the Ravens. He thinks walking down aisles of Costco is more entertaining to him than watching the the Ravens play. Well, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, and his deal is not even that they're bad because he thinks they're going to be bad. But but Bert's deal on Thursday, this is before the draft. Bert's deal on Thursday was not just that they're bad. He echoed what I think a lot of Raven fans feel is that not just that they're bad. It's one thing to be bad, a bad team. It's they're so freaking boring. And they are. Like, the most boring team in football. And so what the what the Ravens did in the draft is they became a little bit less boring. And, Josh, I know you said we were talking about it before, and I was like, I was all over it. I was yeah. like, Lamar Jackson's a guy, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Right, and I was a DJ Moore guy. Yeah, and yeah, and you didn't think, and you thought, you kind of uh, snuffed at the, the, the made, idea of, of drafting a quarterback. Yeah, drafting a quarterback early makes no sense to me when you're, you, when you're putting Harbaugh in the hot seat and everything. It, it just seemed like it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense to me when I look back. And uh, if you want to get real, we're going to talk about the draft a little bit. If you want to get real nerdy in the in the draft, go check out Film Study with Ken McCusick. There, we did a new episode we recorded on Saturday night where we got really deep and nerdy. And I tried to get Ken to convince deep me. Deep and nerdy. Uh, tried to convince me, Ken to, to just convince me that this is a good move. And I still don't know what's going on. I think there's some conflict in the castle. Oh my, you are the only person that even is questioning this move. All of... All of Baltimore is pumped to have Lamar Jackson, me, right. me included. Here's the problem with that. Yeah. Week one, when Joe Flacco sucks, what's everyone going to do? We're going to want Lamar Jackson. Everyone's going to want Lamar Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that great? Where before, without him, oh, I see what you're saying here, and I'm kind of with you. You wanted to see RG3. I, too, wanted to see RG3. No, no. And we'll I get, agree. We'll get, to, <laughs> we'll get to RG3. No. Well, the point is... Lamar Jackson's style of football is so different than Joe Flacco that you have to change your offense so much that you can't say you can't say all right week two Lamar Jackson's now our quarterback you can't do it yeah but it, our, our, it's two different offenses I agree and our offensive guys Roman and Mortenwig um, they are they are more Lamar Jackson guys yes and, and so why Joe Flacco. I mean, Joe Flacco should be able to run any offense at this point. He's been in the league for 100 years. 
but Lamar Jackson is suited for this coaching staff. And and that's what's interesting. What's really interesting about this is Joe Flacco doesn't belong on this team anymore. They can't get rid of him because he costs too much money. They can't trade him because of the money. Yeah, this is his going out party this year. But, but and it might not last the whole, whole year. But this team doesn't make sense Why? because Joe Flacco does not make sense on this team. You drafted... Lamar, you drafted Lamar Jackson. If any other football team drafted Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson would be starting week one. Not for the Patriots, where a lot of people expect right, him to you go. Know what, you know what you mean. You know what I mean. No, no, I, right. I, I don't. I, I know it's, well, it's not cool anymore to to, to, to sit a guy. But right. when you have a competitive team, and the Ravens think they're going to be competitive, we'll find out if they are not. Oh, yeah. But when you have a competitive team, it's normal to draft a quarterback and have him sit for a year or two. All this right. happens with competitive right. teams. But wouldn't it make a whole lot more sense? Let's, let's bring in the RG3. Joe Flacco... With Lamar Jackson as his backup doesn't make much sense. Lamar Jackson with RG three as your backup makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it makes more sense to have Trey Mancini playing first and Chris Davis, right? It does, it but, does, but, yes. but it's not going to happen. It's happened the past three days. Yeah, but we have contract issues, and it's not going to happen. Exactly. And, and so I I agree. They're, they're they're planning ahead for next year, and I'm curious to see how this Ravens season goes, and at what point does Lamar Jackson, if he does, play, play this year? But I I mean I I don't know how you cannot be excited of. I'm just. I think Joe Flacco has, has had a great career in Baltimore. Like, if you could tell me, if you could just guarantee me you're going to draft someone and in their time with the team, they're going to win a championship, I would take it at, at that point. Just right. knowing that Joe won a Super Bowl is enough for me. I'll take it. I call that a win. Well, it was it was so interesting to see what people would say about Lamar Jackson and contrast it with Joe Flacco. A big thing everyone praises about Lamar Jackson is he's all football. He's all football. He came into town and uh, uh, was it Weddle that he went to? And, and Weddle said, hey, how's it going? What do you have? And he, he just said, no girlfriend, no family. I'm all football. Yeah. And he also at, called Joe Flacco the goat. Right. Which right. Well, apparently is a compliment, kids, I guess. That, that's that's a kiss-up move. But, uh, but then you look at Joe Flacco who is doing TV commercials about how family is the most important thing to him. I think he has five kids now. Yeah. It's way different than like there, there would be way more excitement if Lamar Jackson was starting week one. Yeah. I, 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 there's still so much excitement. And you're right. Lamar Jackson is the anti Joe Flacco. And that's why people are so excited because yes. we've kind of, we've kind of had, had our fill of Joe Flacco and we want something not, not with just the demeanor, because uh, we're kind of sick of the demeanor of Joe Flacco, but also like the he, uh, Lamar Jackson is a playmaker. He makes plays with his feet. He can make plays with his arms. Joe Flacco needs other players to right. be those playmakers, and that's why we've struggled. And, and that all right, and that brings me to something that excites me about Lamar Jackson, but I don't think Lamar Jackson's excited about it. Is when Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is now the fastest t- player on on the Ravens. Is that a fact? At any position, is that a fact? He's faster than the receivers. He's, he's, I'm pretty sure. Okay, he's fast. He, I, I don't think his, he's faster than some of our defensive back receivers, I, I think, but okay. I think he is the fastest player on that team. I'll have to bring up all the numbers and nerd stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to just say he's the fastest player on the team. Okay, I didn't realize that fast. All right. I've always – I always, you know, I always pushed for Tim Tebow. I wanted him to be a tight end. Sure. I want to see Lamar Jackson this first year not back up Joe, but I want him to also be on the field for not just trick plays, but also plays where you run down there and you catch the ball. Because what's more dangerous than one quarterback on the field is always two. And especially if you get two that play completely different styles, yeah. then a little pitch to Lamar Jackson and your total game changes. I hope you didn't share this idea with film study. 
I haven't. Okay. Uh, no, I actually, to, I, I think to, I got into it a little bit. I want to share this idea. I'm telling you, you, this is how I would coach the team. Lamar Jackson has already said that he doesn't want to do it. Well, and and but, and John Harbaugh is not going to want to. Do well, yeah, it. you don't. It's the injury risk. Nah, but it's John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is playing for his for his job. Who cares about injury? You're playing for your job. If he gets injured, you've got an excuse again. Um, no, I mean, I, it's uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if John Harbaugh is out, no matter what they do. I, I got a feeling this is like the. Um, Remember the Titans thing where uh, Coach Boone was set up to fail no matter what he's gone. And I got a feeling this is John Harbaugh's last year no matter what he does. And partly because I don't think they want to do it the year before because they were getting rid of Ozzie. Uh, they they were replacing him with, the, with uh, DaCosta. And they wanted to they, – they, they didn't – I mean, they wanted DaCosta to have to make this decision, right? And so you don't want to fire Harbaugh because then – what Ozzie Newsom's going to bring in a new coach, but then Ozzie Newsom's going to leave right when he brings in a new coach. Like the timing just didn't make no, sense. No, Ozzie's not bringing right, right. So I think this is John Harbaugh's uh, last year, almost no matter what, unless they make a run in the playoffs. Other than that, I think I think the writing's on the wall for John Harbaugh. Um, but like the offensive coaching staff, I think could stay the same for because it seems because to Marty's fit. designed for this. Yeah, yeah. It seems seems to fit well. So I'm I'm excited about Jackson just mixing things up. I'm excited not to have to watch Joe Flacco for five years. Right, I'm excited that we have a plan go, going past just this year. That we have a plan that we're not going to go and all of a sudden start from scratch again. We're actually going to have p- pieces there to be successful. And I think this Hurst kid, this tight end, is going to be impressive this season. I think he's gonna he's gonna be playing right away, and we needed a tight end. Joe loves the tight end. Yeah, and he's a big guy. Yeah, people. It's funny people make such a big deal about him being twenty five. Like all of a sudden, twenty five is an old man. Well, uh, it's 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 fun to point that out and to point out that he didn't make it as a baseball player. Yeah, it's an interesting like, little like tidbit. I, I teased the film study podcast with with great. I can't wait to talk about a washed up baseball player and a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and you were the first person to make that joke about it. No, that's what I mean. It's it's what we've got, but it is exciting. Yeah. I just, based on what I read about his experience at Pittsburgh, um, I'm not sure we want him, any trick plays with him throwing the football. That's all I'll say. It (laughs) might end up in the stands or something, from what I read about him as a baseball player. Except he throws 98 miles per hour as a high school kid. Yeah, but he had a case of the yips where he couldn't control where he was throwing A little Tommy Johns and a little, uh, yeah, uh, wild thing. All right, well, and 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 that's been that's that's been football talk. I I do like how this is the I always come on here and joke about the NCAA tournament, and I like to pick all the teams just because it's a joke. Because everyone thinks that they kind of know how the tournament will, will break down, but even the experts are always so embarrassingly wrong that it's just it becomes a silly. It's a silly. The tournament is a silly guessing game, right? And I feel the same thing is true with the draft. Even the experts. And like, and I like the so-called experts who will call 105.7 having watched a couple bowl games and all of a sudden they're telling you who's good and who sucks. Meanwhile, there's guys who do this for a living. and But no, somehow you know better because you watch two bowl games what these guys do for a living. Um, and, and But even the guys who do it for a living get it wrong so many times that for me the draft just becomes some kind of guessing game. And it's crazy to me. How a guy like Ozzie Newsom is judged off the draft when I, I get it why he is, but still, like if everyone said this is the best player and he takes that player and the player doesn't work out, all of a sudden does he suck? Like if Lamar Jackson doesn't work out, everyone's saying how genius that Ozzie Newsom is a genius for stealing him with the thirty second pick of the draft. All of a sudden, if if, uh, if Lamar Jackson does not work out, does Ozzie Newsom become an idiot? No, like 
you sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it, it just becomes a guessing game. And so everyone who says like they know who's going to be good and who's going to they, they know DJ Moore will be a star. Who knows that DJ no Moore knows. will be a star if, if it turns into Hayward Bay? Like no one right. no one knows this stuff. Remember, so, Tony Romo wasn't drafted. Oh, there, there's countless we, we examples. We drafted Kyle Bowler. We traded up to draft Kyle Bowler on the same year that Tony Romo just wasn't drafted. Yeah, there's countless examples of right. that. So, so I, I, I just everyone who I just it amazes me how cocky and confident people are about who they think is good and bad at this point. Let Let's wait and see right. it play out. And I think we were all surprised that Jackson was still there at the 32nd round. So yeah, that looks like a steal because. We, everyone projected him to go out earlier. Yeah, but if he doesn't play well, this is a busted right. draft. I, yeah. Well, it's just like when the Ravens, they had the 16th, and then they traded back to the 22nd. And everyone on Twitter freaked out. And yeah. it was all angry. And it's like, hold on, I think they know what they're doing. You don't even know who you're getting at this point. Right. And, yeah. I was like, and I was like, oh, well, there's still five guys on there that I'd be happy to have yeah. as first draft. So they trade back. Now, I, I, here's where I got annoyed. And when they traded back from 22 to 26, yeah, because DJ Moore got taken at the 20. Yeah, it would be interesting if if they so, were there at 26. If DJ Moore and Hurst were both there at 26, who would they have taken? Right, I don't know, but I think I, they I would, still would have taken Hurst. I think they still take I think Hurst, Hurst was their guy because Ridley was still available for them. The other the other well, high wide receiver. Well, my point is when they draft a receiver, uh, fourth round. Is it fourth? I thought it was lower than that. I thought it was like the sixth or seventh round when they finally drafted uh, dra- drafted a. Uh, a receiver, so it's not like they were all of a sudden. Oh, we dropped. We didn't get DJ Moore. So their next pick. I mean, their next pick was that was a tight end after that, and then they got, um, they got uh, Zeus. Uh, yeah, the Orlando Brown Jr. Which I, which is a great pick because apparently he didn't do good at the combine, but before the combine he was like a first round pick, projected first round pick. Yeah. So he seemed to have all the talent in the world, and it's a great story because his dad played here. Now he he can play here, and uh, so I love the the Orlando Brown draft pick. I think everyone else does, and I hope. He can come in and start a right tackle and be and be a good football player. Yeah, at the end of the fourth round and the beginning of the fifth round, one thirty two and one sixty two were the two wide receivers. Yeah, um, you know, so what? it's not like they were in a hurry to then draft. But listen, I, I I'm I'm a hometown guy. I like I like Maryland basketball. I like Maryland football. Of course, I wanted. The, I loved when the Ravens signed Torrey Smith. I love when they got Foxworth back here to play cornerback. I I would have loved right. it if they would have signed D, DJ Moore. I think, and so I think everyone was a little bit disappointed, but her seems to be a good football player. And I tell you what, the thing that saved uh, kind of the reaction for Baltimore sports fans is the Lamar Jackson. If we didn't get yeah. Lamar Jackson, I think a lot of people would be a lot more angry about D- DJ Moore than we are right now. But of course, me and everyone else in Baltimore wanted the Ravens to draft and, DJ Moore. And it's, the Ravens never do anything exciting on draft day. So yeah. it was exciting. Um, my favorite pick outside of the top guys, my yeah. favorite late level guy is Greg Sennett. Sennett. Okay. Because he is six foot six, three hundred and two pound basketball player. Okay. They took him for as an offensive tackle, but I love the idea because Shaquille O'Neal is like six seven and three hundred pounds. So I just like to picture Shaq on our offensive line. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, I I, I like. I mean, I guess you can't teach six seven and three hundred pounds. Right. You can teach right. the rest of. He's the a stuff. big guy, and and if he's basketball he must be decent with his feet somewhat athletic i don't hands. know if you're six foot seven you can be yeah, right you can hide under the basket we we yeah. know that but yeah so but yeah is that our football football, talk, football talk all right today? it's time to move on to some hockey talk <laughs> capitals tied at the series one wide <laughs> right uh, well we we left the football talk without talking about the baltimore brigade what is that <laughs> that's uh, that arena team 
Bottom of the grade, I'm not familiar. No, the arena. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You know. I know, I know, I know. Maybe they yeah. need to do a little more advertising. Right. The, uh, all is they, that season going on right now? Yeah, I think they've had two games. But all, all right. I, I think all they play is the team in Washington. I'm pretty sure there's only like two, two, teams in the two or three teams in the league. And isn't there like two more leagues that people are trying to start? Yeah, that is the XFL. That's there's the one I'm excited XFL for. XFL and the AAL, the AAL, the AFL. The yes. AAFL. Yeah. The A-A. The one that got Steve Spurrier. Yes. And Steve Spurrier wants to get Tim Tebow down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They're all the that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Next January, if the Orioles still suck, we're switching to an XFL podcast. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm close to it. The way the Orioles are playing, if the Ravens still suck, we need to kind of yeah. diversify here. And, and, and I know Bert has gone over to, to the Diamondbacks, which I, I don't blame him. Right. Thankfully, uh, we had Pedro Alvarez this weekend to to give us something to cheer about. Yeah. Um, so you want to get into some Orioles talk? Yeah. Um, I'll just while we're transitioning, let's look at the. Uh, the 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 I figured out how to get into the comment section. Okay, I have a bunch of people saying don't spoil, no spoilers. We're not going to spoil anything. We're not going to talk about Avengers. No, I'm not. Gonna, in but, fact, I'm not going to even watch it. So it's, you can spoil all you want. I'm no, not going to watch it. But here's the deal: yeah. we won't spoil the Avengers if you don't spoil this podcast, The Burt. Yeah, we'll make no, a no spoilers deal. Th- yeah, this show is no spoilers, not you. Yeah, and if if you don't, I'll tell you what happens to Batman. So, oh, Jacob says the brigade won yesterday. Okay. Thank, All right. Thank, thank, thanks for the update. Go Brigade. Um, Can you name one player on the Brigade? Uh, RDT does the uh, like color commentary on Facebook so Live or something. RDT is the player you can name on the Brigade? That doesn't count. He's the only thing I can name. I know they play at the Royal Farms Arena. Yeah. And I know uh, nothing about them. You don't know anything. Oh, yeah. I never claimed to. I All barely right. know that they, they exist. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. A couple other things about the, about the Ravens um, in the chat room. Jacob Rock says, "Let him. Uh, this is Lamar Jackson. Learn the offense for a year. If we suck this year, let him have a few snaps for the end of the year." Completely agree. And then Chris chimes in. Jackson's style of play is completely different. His offense will be a never before seen style. Yeah, and I think that's what people like about it, especially never before seen in Baltimore because we've never had. I mean, I guess like Tyra T- 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 Taylor, we could watch him in some preseason games. Or, or uh, Troy Smith's in some preseason games. Right. But even, I mean, they were, they're nowhere on the level of Lamar Jackson talent-wise. So, yeah, I think this is unique and this is pretty cool. All right. Orioles. Orioles. We, we won a series. Is it time to celebrate? Time to party? Yeah. The Orioles are back, baby. We won a series. Yeah. We won uh, one Friday night. and Took one, it to Detroit. One Friday night and one Sunday. Detroit didn't know what hit him. Great starts by Kevin Gosman and Chris Tillman. Yeah, and I believe Pedro Alvarez had two home runs in each of those games. He, he had a pair, yeah, in, in the in, a pair on Friday and a pair on series, Sunday, right? Yeah, Friday and Sunday had two 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 home run games. Yeah, yeah. So two, he, two he's, run home games. Pedro's got to be our everyday DH now, right? At least while he's hot, you ride that bat. No, well, and uh, Mark Trumbo comes back Tuesday. That's going to be an interesting. Well, that's thing. that's your right fielder. Um, you're not putting Santander back out there. Trumbo's going out there. That's you're you're having <laughs> Trey Mancini. Yes. Adam Jones. An aging Adam Jones who sucks at yes. defense. And Mark Trumbo. Yes. In that huge uh, Anaheim, what's the stadium outfield? Yes. Yes. Uh, every ball hit to the outfield will land. <laughs> I mean, where else, how else do you fit? This team is geared towards the lineup. And the only other way you fit all these guys in the lineup, it's the only way. Well, there, there has to be room for, for Gentry. I think Gentry is, is going to play, right? He's, I think he's your late in and replacement. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play more than Landon's replacement. I, you know what's really interesting about this team? How, how are you? How are you feeling hold on, hold about on, hold our on. season? You're wrong. Yeah, go ahead. We bench Davis more. Okay. Keep Mancini and Trumbo at first. Yeah, but um, he's working. But Chris Davis is working with Scott Coolball, and he's going to figure this thing out. Yeah, 
hopefully he stays in Baltimore to figure it out. I, I, <laughs> Give him a week off. Yeah, I, t- I, t- uh, I tell you what, I uh, do. I, I'm I'm sick of the Chris Davis talk. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I get tired of the criticism of Chris Davis, and and everyone being angry. It's like, okay, yeah, he sucks. We all know it. Let's try to remember what he did for us to deserve that contract. Yeah, I think what's frustrating is we hear over and over again Chris Davis is like. Oh, I just you know I gotta. I mean, I'm I'm reevaluating. Like I just need right. to, to work on this. Or yeah. I I mean, it's all like I guess the right words, but the right words sounded cool two years ago. Now it just sounds like oh, now it's just like hey, just admit you suck at baseball, and we can all move on with our lives. Well, it's it's the constant. What did you do all off season? Why we kept being told you're working on this and you're coming back different. That's that's the frustrating thing is it's like. There's a reason you have an off season. There's a reason you have spring training. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I could say the same about Alex Cobb, but it's yeah. just what are you doing? Yeah, and I'm, and I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm sure these guys are working hard in the off season, but it's just, I mean, it's hard to replicate what they see in a game. But man, it's hard to watch. But I, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm enjoying this season. I'm enjoying. There's a lot of, I think, storylines for each player that I'm really enjoying, and I'm trying not to let the fact that they lose almost every night get in the way of kind of enjoying all these stories, right? Like Manny Machado, what's going to happen to Manny Machado enjoying his final year here in Baltimore? That's a cool story I'm enjoying to watch, especially because the man's batting 360, yeah. has an OBP of like 500. He's having a career year. Hitting home runs every other game. We'll talk about him more in a second because something happened to an NL team out west that could impact us here in the east, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Trey Mancini, I think he's always an interesting storyline. Like, is he... He's kind of guy, never a highly t- touted prospect, but all of a sudden stepped up to be one of our better hitters. Right. Uh, Somehow he's, yeah, a great leadoff batter. Yeah. Doesn't have the speed, but for the Orioles, he seems great in that position. Doesn't you know, have the speed or the on-base percentage or the patience at the plate or the low strikeout numbers, but whatever. But it's working <laughs> <Yeah>. for him. <laughs> um, Chance Sisko, I think it's interesting to see how he evolves and how is he able to take over to be the everyday catcher. Um, kind of surpassing Caleb Joseph. That's interesting to watch. Adam Jones in his final year here in Baltimore. Aging. Probably should be a corner outfielder, but still playing center field. Is he going to stay in Baltimore? Is he going to leave? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to even be good enough to even be considered to be traded? Because right now, right. I don't think anybody would even want him. He had a day off this week. You never see that from Adam Jones this early in the season. Yeah. Uh, we just mentioned Pedro Alvarez. Pedro Alvarez, who shouldn't even be on this team, who only got on the team because because Trumbull was hurt to start the season. Right now, he has a couple of home run games. How is Buck Showalter going to find uh, time for him to start the game on Sunday? He wasn't supposed to start at all, right? But right, Valencia, Valencia got, got hurt. Got, or something. got hurt, uh, which is another interesting story. Valencia third, and just the whole rotation at third base. Pedro Alvarez over there, third base, knocking balls down, picking up and throwing somewhere in the vicinity of well, Trey Mancini. And the fact that the in, the infield injuries are crazy this season. Yeah. Um, and then and then you have other stories like uh, we mentioned Chris Davis, which that's actually a story I'm trying to I'm kind I'm kind of getting sick of. And on the the pitching side, we got a bunch of cool stories on the pitching side of things too, right? The whole rotation. Uh, yeah, each of have the kind of their own. Like Dylan Bundy's emergence as an ace, save what we saw on Thursday. <laughs> right. Uh, Kevin Gossman recently with this new windup, his emergence as being an elite pitcher. Uh, Andrew Kashner, who I still don't know if he sucks or if he's great yet. I can't decide, right. and I don't think he can decide either. No, but he's but he's he's working. He's better. He's better than Ubaldo. Yeah, he's better than Ubaldo. Okay, that's a, that's a low bar. Chris Tillman, who uh, 
Uh, and I don't know if you're a believer after seeing him have a great appearance in oh, that was start. so much fun though. Yeah, I I I am completely skeptical of Chris Tillman. I know you are. I know you are. But I, it was so much fun to see good Chris Tillman. I so want that Chris Tillman back. I like Chris Tillman. Yeah, it would be so much fun to have that Chris Tillman back. Yeah, and I saw Dwayne Wade at the age of like seventy drop thirty points in a playoff game, and then went back to sucking. So I but, mean, I'm not believing Chris Tillman but, is going to be the old Chris Tillman until I see him do it right. multiple times. I hate to use this analogy, but you, but Michael Jordan retired, came back and played on the Wizards and sucked, and you still went to see Michael Jordan. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan. I'm just saying it's good to see guys that you love come back and and do well. Okay. Well, I would I would go and show up to watch Michael Jordan suck. I wouldn't well, show yeah. up to watch Chris Tillman. Why do you think suck? everyone's going and seeing Tim Tebow play baseball? You yeah. love the guy, you go to cheer him on. I used a Dwayne Wade comparison. You I know, went I to Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. That's a little <laughs> bit different. Uh, some other interesting story now is Alex Cobb. Is Alex Cobb? I still I really believe Alex Cobb is really good. He's got to be. It doesn't make any sense. This thing boggles my mind, and I know the whole spring training thing. How, it still boggles my mind how bad he's been. I I think one more bad start and he goes to the DL. And they say, oh, he's been bad on this all year. Well, how? Because then when he's not going to do any rehab because he can't pick up the balls in the minor leagues. So he can't yeah, even do any rehab that's starts. That's true. I don't know what to do uh, with that. I don't know. He's not going anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. It's and, weird. And then you have um, some other interest storyline. I mean, the, the emergence of Tanner Scott. They're calling him up for a game. He's been called up, what, two times already? Yeah. And, and I really got a little disappointed. When Tanner Scott comes in, I want to see him throw 100 miles per hour. He's been throwing like 96. I'm like, ah, I know, I give know. me that 100 miles per hour, dude. Well, you know why he's doing that. Because he wants to throw strikes. He wants to control the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wants to throw strikes. But still, I want to see him throw 100 miles per hour. <laughs> right. Do that. Well, that's what, we, that's what you could see if you went to Bowie last year. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, let's take the video game. Full max every time. Throw 100 miles per hour. So all that to say is there's, there's a lot of interesting storylines that I think even if they're not playing their best baseball, interesting storylines to watch. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's it's stuff that is fun right now. Um, if the Orioles continue to play horrible baseball, the storylines aren't as fun. Yeah, but they're still but the story, worth paying to, paying right. attention to. Right. Like, all the storylines are kind of irrelevant whether they win or lose. Right. Now, on uh, on Thursday, you had a paper bag on your head Yeah. for a little bit of game. Yeah. I saw a picture got leaked on leaked on uh, Facebook. Well, it onto the Orioles forum. It wasn't really leaked. I mean, the guy behind me took a picture of me, asked if he could post it on Facebook. All right, and I told him he could. Was that the old guy or another guy? Uh it was. Was no. it the guy who said your bag's too big? I can't see. Yeah, <laughs> the guy, guy gave me a hard time because my bag, I guess, is a little. It's a little ironic, right? Because we're two people. Where between us, us is me, Bert. Uh, our, there's our, our there's dad, no one at the stadium, and then the two guys behind us, and we're like the only people in the stadium. Yet he can't see because my my bag. But you know whatever. Gonna, you know it's gonna be a lot of fun. Is I'm gonna have Bert wear the cowboy hat next time, <laughs> the, the big orange cowboy hat. Yeah, right Let's see how that guy. goes over. Yeah, but but the 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 bag was a hit, and that shows too that even when the Orioles suck, you can still have a good time with the yards. Yeah, uh, and and we had we had some fun with it. Dylan Bundy was bad. The Orioles lost, but I put a bag on my head, and I think some people said it's too early to put a bag on your head. I'm sorry, the way the Orioles were playing, uh, it makes me embarrassed to be a fan of this team. We're playing like the other teams who are tanking. Yeah. We're not tanking. We're trying to win. I was I was thinking about this um, this week, and uh, June 30th is our night at the yard event. If the Orioles are still this bad at night at the yard, yeah, I'll bring paper bag for everybody. We're giving away Section 336 paper bags. Paper and that's bags what for we're everybody. doing. Is everyone who comes for for night at the yard, we will give paper bags. We'll pre-cut your eye holes for you, and we'll bring paper bags so we can have a section of paper bags. Yeah. 
And but you'll still wear your Orioles Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Because you can still be excited for the Orioles. And I would wear still support the Orioles, Orioles gear. I just don't yeah. want people to recognize me as cheering for this garbage team. So I put the paper right. bag over my head. Exactly. And I, I love the idea of if this team's really bad, we're all doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's 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 bad. And and I, I'm interested to see because because some people it's interesting. People are blaming um, Scott Kubal. Some people are blaming Buck Showalter. Of course, there's always blame for Dan Duquette. I mean, I remember back in 2012 when the Orioles were good, and Buck Showalter, he said over and over again, because Buck Showalter was getting all this credit for turning the team around, and Buck Showalter said over and over again, hey, I'm just here. The players play. Right, like, right. The players are doing all this yeah. stuff. Like, I just write their names on the lineup card, and they go out there and perform, right. and they play. They, right. they, they're winning these games. I'm not winning the games. Yeah. And so now I think you got to see the same thing. Right. I'm surprised they're, they're, like, people are so quick to blame it, it, everybody else, and the only player they want to blame is Chris Davis. <laughs> right, exactly. It's Chris Davis, Buck Showalter, Dan Duquette. Because, yeah. Or Scott Kubal. Right, and and Buck, Buck, Dan, and Scott Kubal, they don't have a single hit this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and so I think it's funny, and, and yet, how about how about we, we blame the players as, as not performing well? Right. And listen, uh, baseball's a really hard game, and the baseball's a game that runs and streaks, and I don't think the Orioles are going to be this bad all season. Uh, but so far this year, they've been bad. Yeah. Uh, this is the 38th anniversary of the 1988 season. Yeah. And I shared a I shared a podcast, uh, a blog from, uh, what was the website? SB Nation. SB Nation. I never, yeah. I never read SB Nation. But uh, Grant over there wrote a great article about that 1988 start of that season. Because today, 30 years ago, is when the Orioles finally won game 22. Yeah. And went 1-22. and and it's fun to read the. Did you have a chance to read the article? I skimmed it. I uh, haven't had a chance. To read really, it really long too. article. Take a few minutes and read it after the podcast. Uh, a lot of fun because you got to remember back then there was no internet and Twitter and cell phones, so people would call into the radio shows and and you'd have to read uh, you'd have to read Rosenthal and and Kirchin in the in the Sun. Oh, Tim Kirchin's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you had to read. You had to read this, and it, it was just—it's fun things when they look back, and, and it's like, it's like he went through and read all these articles, and he's like, "Yeah, when you look at this, this team was cursed, and you should have saw this coming." And like some of the just funny stuff that you wouldn't get to see today, like before spring training started, Cal Ripken put together an Orioles basketball team, and they did a twenty-game schedule or something where they played basketball games leading up to spring training. So then they lost a good player to a basketball injury. Yeah. That's what's weird. Um, it was the same year you had the infamous uh, baseball card for Billy Ripken. Yes, yes, the, the same year, the F-Face, yeah. The, the, Just kind of a cursed uh, year. The Orioles tried to put someone on the DL for 15 days, and they accidentally checked the box for 21-day. Oh, the 21-day DL. Yeah. That's a thing that's no longer a thing. Yeah. Um, they, they tried to make a move. With uh, bringing someone up from the minors or something like that, but the guy that needed to sign off on it was stuck in the elevator for five hours yeah. at, at Memorial Stadium. Um, and what was fun also was that during the, that losing time, the stadium was still packed. Yeah. Now they didn't have HDTV at home. Yeah. But it's different times. But it so. showed how the city still supported them, and it was five years. But back. I'm guessing they weren't wearing orange when they came. No, that's what's the weird thing. Whenever you look at this old, yeah, they, old stuff. they don't wear the orange. Um, but it was five years after the Colts left, and this season started, and it made people really scared that the Orioles were going to lose, leave Baltimore. Yeah, and 
It's just I really need article. Take a few minutes to read it. Yeah, that's uh, sometimes I think I'm a fan of the long, the the the, the long form there, the long form nar- narrative. Oh, it, it was very much a storytelling. Yeah, when the long form narrative, I feel like is a, a little bit of a dying uh, breed here on on the internet's where people just want their quick, well, be, quick blogs, right. quick blurbs. Right, because normally it's not needed for Tell the me internet. a story, yeah. But this is like, he took time and he did a lot of research. And I kind of, like, the long form was great. I'm like, I wish this was, this. you know what it is? They need to take this article and make it a 30 for 30. That's what it should be. Yeah. Where let's bring some of these, let's have Cal and Billy talk about this season. Yeah, I mean, 30-year anniversary, yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. It's, the, the, the timing is right. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that rolling on 30 Twitter. 30-year anniversary, 30 for 30. 30 for 30. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, go check that out. I linked to it on section336.com, which is also probably a good time to let people know that we're mixing things up a little bit on section336.com. You can go on there. There's a, a blog where I nicely worded and then Mandy nicely edited as my editor. A nice blog post announcing exactly what we're doing. But the goal is we're bringing more blogs to section336.com. And we want to we want it to be the voice of the fans. Like we play, when we start many shows, we play this. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation. And that was, that for fans, by fans is like a phrase we used five years ago when we started this and we want to expand that to the by fans being more than just Matt, Bert and I so for the, what we want to do is we want to let any of our listeners, any Oriole fans be able to write like, Twitter's not always enough space to get your thoughts put out there and, the, and especially when you're frustrated or when you're excited about something so we're now opening up our website for all fans to blog and all you got to do is send us an email send us a message that you want to blog you, you write it up, you send it to us, we'll edit it, run it through, Matt, and Matt's an English teacher, he's going to be our editor, and we'll post it up there for you, help you get your word out, get your voice out there. And that's our goal with, with we've got some other cool things with where we're trying to, uh, working on pulling in some other writers so that we can have daily content there and stuff, and we want Section 336 to be the place that you can go to each day and get new content uh, outside of the podcast. The podcast isn't going anywhere. The podcast will always continue. This is, we love doing this. But um, we're just expanding what we're doing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good, it's going back to our roots too as, as it started out as a blog and now we're, now we're getting back into the blogging game. And Josh, I hope you're going to plan on writing some blogs because I look forward to see your, your, your writing skills on full display. I, hey, you go read my announcement blog. That's like three or four par- paragraphs that I wrote today. Or yesterday. That's, that's I, more than half my students can do. So right. Nice. I, I wrote, and then I wrote a little four sentences about this 1988 team. So, yes, I uh, I am writing on there as well. And uh, Bert will do some uniform comparisons, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, check that out. Help us spread the word that Section 336, you should be visiting it daily, reading daily, and it's a chance for you to speak yeah, up. Yeah, if you have something to say, write it down and send it to us. No, seems cool. All right, so is it Manny time? Yeah, all of them just looking at Twitter all over. I got tweets everywhere that talking about the Dodgers and Machado. Dodgers, Machado, Dodgers, Machado. Above your head is the uh, MLB network. and MLB Tonight, they were running, and, and they had guys on there talking about Seager and Manny and – because it does seem like the it doesn't it seem like the perfect fit. So Corey Seager's out with Tommy John surgery, right? So that's season ending. He is their young star shortstop. 
So now they're out a right. young star shortstop. And not sure if you know this, Manny Machado can play shortstop. Yeah. He does it pretty good, too. And, and just another word on the Dodgers, they, they're not off to – they were um, – I think most people picked them to win that NL West. Right. They're not off to a good start. They have struggled. The Diamondbacks have been one of the best teams in baseball. They're yeah. playing great. They're actually in a really good division. But the, the Rockies are a good team. Um, the San Francisco is much improved. So, so right now the the Dodgers actually sit in fourth place. Right, seven games back so to, in the NL to bring one of the hottest bats in the American League over. Yeah, and the Dodgers are like the Yankees. Like they're not there to rebuild. I mean, they're they're there to win. They got the resources. Right. They got the current players. They got a wealth of prospects in the farm system. Um. So, just it's interesting. And now that they lost, it seems like if you're the Dodgers. You, it seems like you you want to address this now, yeah. right? Like your star shortstop's out. You're already seven games out. You're three games below 500. The Diamondbacks are playing well. It sounds like you want to. It's do something not a now. city where you can be patient. It's not a city where you. Yeah, can, they're expected to high right, expectations. High expectations. You can't say, all right, well, we're gonna we're building these prospects for five years from now. Yeah, they're there to win now. Right, and they've got prospects. They got a lot of prospects, and the Orioles need prospects. We there was talks even last season um, about it. The interesting thing, though, I, I, I don't know. Um, if you look at Arizona, I, this might be a little bit interesting to watch. Arizona needs a shortstop, too. Right. Yes. Um, they would, Arizona was the team before tonight. Arizona was the what, Arizona was one of the two teams I kept hearing about. Yeah. I mean, right right now, their they're shortstop, regular everyday shortstop is a guy named Nick Ahmed. Um, and a guy who's played All right straight up trade. Let's do it. <laughs> this guy last year he only played in fifty three games. This is a, a career two twenty seven hitter who's playing shortstop for the Diamondbacks. Oh, it's Ryan Flaherty. Yeah, I mean essentially. And so what's interesting is if I'm the Diamondbacks, because everyone's talking about the Dodgers tonight. Corey Seager got hurt. Everyone's talking about the Dodgers. Dodgers no. need to do something. No, it's the Diamondbacks. If, if I'm the gotta, Diamondbacks, you got to whip whip in there before. If I'm the Diamondbacks, if I can keep the the favorite Dodgers. And if I get Manny Machado, this almost seals it right. for the Diamondbacks because it, it gives you, Manny Machado, one of the best players in a position that you're weak in, and just as importantly, it keeps the Dodgers from getting him. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what's in the Diamondbacks' farm system, but I would like give the entire farm system for Manny Machado from the Diamondbacks. This is your chance. Now, now it's really interesting when I think about prospects because six months ago, like last July, we'll say, when there was talk of trade to Manny, it was always we need prospects. What type of prospects do we need? Guys who can pitch now. Yeah. Though I tell you what, this also that you know what the we, we know, do you know what kind of prospects we also need? Um, no, well, no. Hold on. That's what they okay, were. That's ahead. what we were saying in July. Yeah, yeah. Today we don't need pitchers that can pitch now. Right. We don't need rotation ready guys. Right. So where do we go now? Do you know what we need? We need infielders. We, we got no infielders. Yeah, we need infielders. These injuries it's have different. shown. That you do, do you know who's probably regretting re, re, retiring right now? You know who regrets JJ Hardy. No, I mean JJ Hardy. I don't think could get a job. JJ Hardy. I don't think he would retired. still be playing if he didn't retire. I don't uh, think he retired though. I don't think I don't think the Orioles wanted to bring him back. I don't think he retired. I know, uh, but uh, there's another guy who retired though, who I think would would be right uh, now. Uh, LJ Hose. No, no he's an outfielder, um, and he has a drug problem, steroid problem, um, infielder. Yeah, that retired. From the Orioles organization? Yeah, he was a, guy, a Norfolk guy who now this is his chance oh. to get playing time. Paul Yanish. <laughs> Paul Yanish. Paul Yanish should have never retired. That's the guy. That right. He would have been the guy right you now. You know who Paul Yanish is this Jace Peterson. That's Paul Yanish. Yeah. Paul Yanish would have been up here before Jace. Yeah. 
I I I I think so. I think you're. Yeah, right. Jace wasn't on the team. You're right, Paul Yanish. He he's really missing out now. Yeah, I I was I was trying to think. I was going through different minor league players, but uh, yeah, you're right. That would have been a guy. The, now the thing that the thing that does make me a little um, hesitant dealing with the Dodgers. They got Andrew Friedman down there as their general manager. Andrew Friedman, that guy's good. He, right. He's the guy that was executive year in 2008 when the he took the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays, that sorry franchise with no money, yeah. took them into the playoffs to a World Series. Right. He's the guy that kind of built that. When we talk about Tampa Bay growing all those young arms and being so good at making trades, and he's real into the sabermetrics, it makes me a little nervous when you have a great GM, and I think he's a great GM. Um, I would put him up there next year right below that GM for the Cubs, right there, one of the best GMs in baseball. Right, right below the guy for the Phillies. Well, I think the Phillies guy is good too, though. I know, I know you do. McPhail is no slouch, but um, Friedman's good, and so it makes me a little bit nervous when we're dealing with really good GMs to make sure that we get the best possible deal. But but, but we're we're in the driver's seat with them, right? <laughs> we got we have Manny Machado. You're right. It doesn't matter what you trade. You could trade your entire farm system for Manny Machado. If Manny Machado hits the way he is hitting now, and your team wins the World Series, you will win GM of the year. Even or whatever they call it, if it doesn't matter what you trade, if you bring in a, a guy of that caliber and it works, yeah, it doesn't matter what you give up, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking. I just looked uh, real quick on Bleacher Report. This is at the beginning of the season. They the Diamondbacks ranked as the 25th best farm system. They have just only two tier. They rank them tier one, tier two, tier three prospects. They only have two tier one prospects. So it doesn't sound like the Diamondbacks have a great no, farm system. No, because they would need both of those and then some. Yeah, so you would need to it, you would need to say, "Give me all your players." Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that that's like a little kid game that doesn't work in real baseball. Yeah, but I think it does work in this case. Like, but I do like the the I want all your players, or I'm hanging up. Like here, here's what the I guy, the guy doesn't know what to say, so Dan Duquette just hangs up. Well, here's like if I'm if I'm Dan Duquette, I make I I I find out what I can get from the Dodgers, okay. right? And then yeah. and then I call the Diamondbacks up and I say, "Hey, listen, the Dodgers give me this, right. and I'm going to make a deal with the Dodgers." Unless you give me all your players, and then like the Diamondbacks, okay, well, right, don't want like, the Dodgers again. I mean, this I, is the, I need I'm, a few prospects. I need a second baseman that, that's ready now. And uh, here's Manny Machado. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it really puts Dan Duquette in a really good position. Right now, on the other hand, like the other move is so they could deal. Would you? So what do you think about this? Would you be opposed to like next week dealing Manny Machado? It, you know what? At this point, I feel like the Dodgers have such a need that, and to trade them this early, it's going to be a boatload of prospects. There is. We always talk about how we screwed up with Britain and we we missed the best time to trade Britain. I don't think there's been a better time than this week to trade Manny Machado. I think right now Manny Machado is more valuable than he was five months ago, and I think. It could be valuable, yeah, more than he was at the trade deadline last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He's more valuable now than he was at the trade deadline. He's more valuable now than he will be in July. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, the argument against The argument is, would be more teams are in the yeah, in July. If it's, just, but, if it's just the Dodgers, you, you want someone competing against. But, but, that brings me to, that, but that brings up your point of Arizona saying, hey, we can't let the Dodgers do that. So you say, all right, well, maybe the Phillies and Cubs, other teams are calling as well now to keep them out of, out of – uh, San Francisco. There, there's a lot of teams that could use or LA. 
that could use the best shortstop in baseball. Yes. There's yes. a lot of teams that could use Like the bottom Orioles. Yeah, including the Orioles. Like I mentioned, the Diamondbacks have two top-tier um, prospects. Yeah, any good? The Dodgers have seven of them. Bring them all. Um, I'll take five of them. I'll give I you remember, a deal. I remember Walker, Bu- Walker Bu- Bu- Bueller is a guy we talked about a lot in the last trade deadline. Um, and they they have a lot of good both pitching prospects, right. but they've never they've never the Dodgers have never given up a bunch of prospects for for a player, right? They're and, not that type of organization. And Friedman is not the like what I want now is I want the Dodgers to do a panic move. Yes. That's what we want. Yes. We want the, like if this deal happens, I want it to happen within the next week because I want it to be a knee jerk. No, we want the we're screwed. Take yes. all our players. Give me Manny Machado. Yeah, yes, that's what we want right now. And unfortunately, if this was Dan Duquette running things. Or if Dan Duquette was running the Dodgers, I could think maybe we could do that. But No, the Orioles don't do anything fast. But with Friedman... Oh, you're right. The, the paperwork could get lost somewhere. Someone would not sign the papers. But with Friedman, he's much more of a... I mean, he's a sabermetrics guy. He's he's much more calculating. And so I don't think he's, Friedman's going to be the kind of knee-jerk reaction guy like we want him to be um, to overreact. But, right. I mean, the Dodgers are in a really tough spot now. The Dodgers don't do something now. They, they they could be screwed, and you have the opportunity, Dodgers, to get the best shortstop in baseball. Just give us, you know, two or three of your number one prospects. Or five. Yeah. Remember, you are desperate. Yeah. So, so I, I think this is going to be something really interesting. I think if this happens, it's going to happen within the next maybe week or two. Yeah. If it, if it does, doesn't happen the next then week or two, July. That, then I think, yeah, we're, we're looking at a July deal. Um, CBS Sports put out that part of the hesitation with Manny Machado to the Dodgers might be a luxury tax issue. That they've always done really good at staying under the tax. The Dodgers, yeah, the and Dodgers. This would put them over. This would apparently put them over. Uh, I'm sure we can work out. I mean, Manny isn't making that much this year. I'm sure we could work out something where. For now, they're bringing in Chris Taylor to play shortstop. They say he's a natural shortstop who's been playing outfield. I guess he was the yeah. shortstop and moved to the outfield. Everyone was a shortstop. Um, yeah. Let's hope he sucks. Let's hope. Let's hope he sucks. Let's right. hope Chris Taylor sucks. Right. Um, we never root for anyone to get hurt, but this could be good news for the Orioles. Right, we 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 root for the sucks. Yeah, we root for the sucks. Um, but yeah, it is a time where it's like I would love for the Orioles to turn it around. It's never been done. If they turn it around, it's exciting for everyone. But I don't know if we ever would get this chance for Manny Machado like we could possibly have this week. Yeah, and we're already out west. You can meet face to face. Dan Duquette just disappears for a few hours. Yeah. Do you think people are too excited to at the possibility of trading Manny Machado? Like, this is the best player, <laughs> one of the best players the Orioles have I, ever had. And people are, like, salivating at the chance to trade him. Like, I know. And there's something, like, there I feel is. like something's wrong here. Like, it is totally wrong. And I get it, too, and I'm kind of excited, too, to think back what we get back from. But hold up. We're talking about whoever we get back. I'll tell you this. Whoever we get back in this trade is not going to be as good as Manny Machado. <laughs> and he's going to have the expectations of being a god. Like, yeah. we got to get Thor back for for this move. Yeah, or or, or there's going to be panned as, as the Glenn Davis traded all over again. Right. It's just a terrible move. Right, like the guy who had to come in after Ripken and so much pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. It's exciting to, because the Orioles are in that, again, in that conversation where we've, we haven't experienced that. We haven't been the, the bell at the ball. Yeah. So that's something to, to cheer for when it's been a rough start. And I – I look at this schedule for for what are we at May coming up, and I'm like, oh, we could turn this around in May. This isn't too bad. But I also also have seen how this team plays, and I'm like, I don't know about this one. I mean, um, Dan Duquette said the last time he was asked about kind of blowing the team up, he said Memorial Day. He said Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yep. Which I thought was strange that he gave a, a 
kind of gave a date. Basically said, all right, I'll blow this team up in the summer. I thought, well, I was not surprised about the date. I was surprised the date was so soon. Like, that's the end of May. Right. And that's what I mean. May. Like, normally, like, I thought he would say, we'll, we'll talk after the All-Star break. Yeah. yeah. Or at least till like, or, no moves happen till like, mid-June or at the, the earliest. Right. Or Dan Duquette never gives an answer like this. So, Dan Duquette would generally, in previous years, Dan Duquette would just say, it's too early to talk about that and move on. Yeah. Or, or I'm not going to talk about that and move yeah. on. Do you think this shows some of Dan Duquette's? Ready to be out of here too? Well, I, I mean, I think that's kind of the first that date. I think we should Orioles fans should pay attention to how we're playing and what our record is on that specific date. Because that that's not going to determine if we blow up the team or not, but it could determine like when we start to blow uh, up the team, right? See, so, so I think he was given a little heads up to potential future jobs. Like you got until Memorial Day to talk to me, so then Memorial Day is when I got to start trading Manny. It'd be nice to know where I'm going. Mm, mm. Little inside baseball. Mm. So then he'll trade with the team he's going to sign at. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So then he can fail to sign Manny at the new team. Well, no. I mean, he'll have that team telling them that he's going to sign him. Yeah. I, I don't think Dan Duquette's the reason the Orioles are not signing Manny Machado. Well, and I still say there's a 3% chance that they sign Manny Machado. Uh, not if they trade him. Not if they, uh, Do you think that the percentage chance goes down or I always if they trade him? The they, they could do a down, Yankee thing I where you want, trade Aratus Chapman for a bunch of prospects, then you sign him. But That's remember, the ideal situation. But remember, the Yankees did that with Andrew Miller, and Andrew Miller said, no thanks. Yeah. So there's – yes, but I love that idea. I love the idea of screwing someone by trading and then signing them back. I love that idea. Because you get all their prospects. Yeah. And, and you get, yeah. 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 It's 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 the ideal move that really hard, rarely ever happens. I'm surprised it actually doesn't happen more often. Which is funny. Like never I don't know why it ever happens. because And it, it doesn't happen because players get offended by it. By being traded away. By being traded away. But I never understand, like, why did Miller get offended by being traded to a contender? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, here's here, go work over here on this side project for three months. You've got a chance to win the World Series. Yeah. And then you Everyone's can come back to your you. old job. Yeah. Yeah. You can come back with a ring and shove it in all of our faces. Yeah, and a, pay, and a nice pay, 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 pay raise to boot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I never understand that, but yeah. Yeah, like, I would think Manny Machado being traded to the Diamondbacks or especially now Manny Machado you know I know the Diamondbacks are in first place and playing right. better you know he wants to go to the Dodgers that seems like a Manny Machado yes. type he wants, he's a big city though did you hear what happened this weekend with the Dodgers and a guy named Cody Bellinger <laughs> now what happened Cody Bellinger is the rookie uh, of the year last I year I like that this has something to do with Manny and Manny's cockiness so the move will go on Cody Bellinger you already know where I'm going with this of course Cody Bellinger was the rookie of the year last year like stud, one of the play, one of the Dodgers' best, if not the Dodgers' best. Well, not Kershaw, but he's one of the best offensive players for for the Dodgers, right? All right, yeah. Uh, in the game over the weekend, I don't remember which which day, but I remember hearing about it. in the game of the day. He he hit a he hit a ball to what's called triple alley. Like this is always a triple. Right. Where he hit the ball, um, went to like one knee when he hit it. Like slowly got got up, jogged, holding the bat, holding the bat halfway to first. Then drops uh, the bat and jogs to second base for an easy stand-up double. Uh, that's a, such a Manny Machado move. Do you know what the coach does? Benches him. Benches him. Good. Benches their best player. It's about time. And, sa- and says, you know what? He says he's capable of better. If he's not going to hustle, we're, then he's not going to play. That coach is a coconut. Yeah. And so um, who is that? Is that Dave Roberts? Uh, is, is, out there. Is, is that who's I'm not sure who it is out there. It's, it's Dave Roberts. I know it's no longer Don Mattingly. I know that. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is a coconut. Yeah. 
And and Cody Bellinger responded by like, I wasn't going to get a triple anyway. We're down four runs. Why would I even try to go to third? So it's it's it's. But at he, that point, you shut up and you learn your lesson. Yeah, but Cody didn't. He was a strawberry. He took no responsibility. He said he didn't do anything wrong, which is a strawberry right. move to never admit when right. you're exactly when we, you're we, wrong. Yep. But, but I don't know, but but you know you see where how that connection to Manny Machado right there. Yeah, well, you totally, totally. <laughs> Manny Machado. Manny Machado. It's not going to say well Dave Roberts if he jogs to first base. Right. Manny Machado is so irritating because he's already playing that way this year when he's having an outstanding season and you keep getting glimpses of that lackadaisical. Yeah. And it's so irritating. See, I, I don't find it irritating at all. See, I'm of the mindset. You if you're, laugh if at you're all. batting 360, you hit nine home runs. I don't care if you do cartwheels to first base. If you, I don't care if you no, crawl to first cartwheels base. Cartwheels take way too much work. Yeah, I, I don't care if you slide head first. No, don't slide head first. Another guy was injured sliding head first. <laughs> right. I heard a story about it. I was listening to the Baseball Tonight podcast on the way over here. Yeah. Um, Tim Kirchin was talking. I love Tim Kirchin so much. He's yep. like my favorite guy. Yeah. When it comes <laughs> to reporters, all right. Tim Kirchin is my I like favorite. Kirchin. Yeah, I, he's my favorite. Who's your favorite baseball reporter? Uh, uh, Rosenthal, I guess. Okay, I find him a little bit obnoxious, and he's short. But I'm a Tim Kirchin guy. The bow ties, oh, the, like, a little no, bit. I, I, the bow ties, I, I, a little bit. You were listening to baseball tonight. I like Buster. You like Buster. I'm I a Buster guy. Yeah, you like Buster. Um, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Kirchin guy. And anyway, he was talking about covering Kyle Ripken, right? Because he used to be here in Baltimore, right? And he said that with Kyle Ripken, every time he slid, every time, never in his career did Kyle Ripken ever slide head first. He always slid feet first. Smart. And every time he slid feet first, he would throw his hands in the air every time he slid feet first to make sure his hands didn't call, get, uh, yeah. get snagged or anything on the ground. That's how he played every game. Hands up. Hands up. Slide feet first. Good. Just a little Kyle Ripken, Tim Kirchner story right there. All right. It's kind of a weird way to slide with your hands up. But, hands up. But I get slide. it. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, I, and then there's Brian Roberts. <laughs> right. Brian Roberts. I find it hard to believe that Cal Ripken never slid head first. Never did. Never did. You uh, calling Tim Kirchner a liar? Oh, I, I, I just typed in, and it's part of the Cal Ripken way, according to Cal Ripken's uh, rules. Yeah. Oh, what is this? I don't know what this is. Uh, Cal Ripken rules. There will be no head first sliding. It must be part of Cal Ripken baseball. You know, like that kid's yeah. thing. This is, this is this is a Cal Ripken thing. Now, he'll, he'll play basketball and get hurt, but... On the field, no head first sliding to get hurt. That's funny. That's funny. It's a, it's a specific Calvin League rule that you do not slide head first. Yeah, because injuries happen. It's 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 dumb. It's not a player who slides head first will be caught out by the umpire. And this is at all levels of Calvin baseball. That's funny. Yeah. All uh, right. So this is this is uh, at least in the midst of. I tell you, I said I said I don't care how this team plays. There's still really interesting storylines to watch. Add to the storyline Manny Machado, what happens with him in the immediate future. Because right. this also could bring in other teams. Like, I know your boy, Andy McPhail, my boy, Andy McPhail. Yeah, he's interested. He wants Manny, too. And right. he feels like he has a chance to sign him long-term. They got yes. a bunch of... They got money. And they, they got some contracts got, off the book. And they got some futures. They've got a, they're all set for They're a in a position around. to make a run at Manny. And so, all of a sudden, if, they, if, if Andy McPhail sees the Dodgers, Diamondbacks could... He jump into this thing early. The too. Cubs are in there. Yeah. All of a sudden, like it sounds like maybe you want to. I know usually you wait till July. Why? Why? If if the Orioles realize that they're not right. winning, if the Phillies, Diamondbacks, Dodgers realize they're contending, one of the reasons you wait because you got to find out who the contenders and who the right pretenders exactly are. to see how much it's worth investing. But with Manny, it's different. Yeah, with Manny, it's different. So so why not start the why do you the think, bidding now? Why do you think it's all National League teams that are interested? 
think it's just a coincidence? Or yeah. do you think they don't see as much of this offense? No, I think like if you look at the American League, um, there's only a couple teams who are good. The rest are tanking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So the Astros have right. Correa. So there's more, there's more competition over in the National League right now. Yeah, there's more competition, and for whatever reason, there's more competition who, who, from teams who don't have shortstops. Right. Like the Indians are the are one of the best teams. They have Francisco Lindor. Right. The Red um, Sox and Yankees are covered. The Red Sox and Yankees are covered. They have shortstops. Right. Um, the Astros are covered with Correa. So the American League just there's a lot of good shortstops in the American League. Also, not coincidentally, it's just that has better players in the American League because they're better teams. Well, because the American League is better. Because American League is better. I mean, it's it's minor league baseball over yeah. there. So all the minor league baseball teams, National League, are saying, "Ooh, we can get a real major league player on our team." Exactly. How good will be? Right. We'll be so awesome. Uh, speaking of a good major league baseball player, the Orioles go to the go to out west this week. Ah, some late night games. Yeah, ten o'clock games. That really messes with my sleep schedule. I, I already told Mandy. Mandy and I have a deal with, with late coast, and I'm sure I'm not the only guy that does this. But West Coast road trips, I sleep on the couch because that's where the TV that's where the TV is. Mm. So I and up, on some East Coast road trips, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> right, that doesn't have to do with the Orioles. Yeah, West Coast trips, I'm on the couch because I'll fall asleep in like five, six in, and maybe I'll wake up in the ninth. It all depends how good the game is. Yeah. I love it so much. This reminds me of being a kid again, up on my top bunk bed with my little radio. With the little transistor. Yeah, listen to the game as I fall asleep. That's what I do. I go I go in bed, but I turn the game on the radio, much to my wife's chagrin. I said, Em, you got headphones there. You you use them. See, and that's she why says, I go you downstairs. use your headphones. And I say, I'm not using the headphones, Em. It interferes and chokes me when I'm trying to sleep. And then we get this big argument. And you're right. I end up sleeping on the couch, too. So I actually right. have the same tradition that you do, just for a different reason. <laughs> right. I just get kicked out. Right. You get kicked out. I just set it up to. ahead That's of time smart. to say, hey, I'm just – in order to keep our marriage together, for the next six days, I'll be sleeping on the couch. Yeah. I don't understand why Emily does not want to go to sleep with the voice of Joe Angel in her ear. Hey, I listen to a lot of the games on the radio. <laughs> do, you know who, do you know who's been on the radio recently? Brian Roberts. No. Ben McDonald. No. Joe Angel. No. Jim Palmer. No, keep on naming former Oriole pitchers, though, who you know and who you like. Former Oriole pitchers. Who knew yo? Who, oh, 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 I know who it is. Yeah. Because I got excited. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Uh, da, 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 da. How am I blanking on his name? He, he was part of a TV show. Jeremy, uh, he was a part of a TV show. Wasn't he? He wasn't even on that show that you and Bert watched. He wasn't even like an executive producer or, or giving advice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Guthrie. Was, Jer- was Jeremy Guthrie on that show? No, no, not Jeremy Guthrie. Oh, I was thinking Jeremy Guthrie. No. I thought he was on t- on radio. Re- no, Jeremy Guthrie was doing TV play by play recently for the Orioles. Uh, I th- for it, it was a national game, I believe. Oh, um, uh, but now, oh, Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg Olson. That's the guy who. That's I also a former Oriole pitcher. I like, and a former guest of the, guest of Section Three Thirty Six. Really? Yeah, we had Greg Olson on a long time ago. Did we? I believe so. I don't think we did. I'm gonna have to search. I remember having Greg Olson on. All right, I think so. If we haven't, we got to get Greg Olson on. Maybe yeah. we, maybe we, maybe we didn't. Maybe we booked him and then it didn't work out or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, he's been calling Oriole games. Yeah, decent job. Yeah, decent job. I'm gonna reach out to him to get him on section three thirty six. Uh, except I never know if it's with an O or an E, Olson or Olsen. Hmm. Always get that one confused. I was I was double O, double O, yeah, MCL, yeah. All right, um, 
are we doing any predictions for this? Uh, no, I'm done with the predictions. <laughs> no predictions. I mean, the only prediction is going to be how late can I stay up for this? What inning will I make it? That's the prediction. Will I make it to the fifth inning, the sixth inning, the seventh inning? That that's the only really question. All right. Well, and I guess thir- the the pitching matchups have all been set up except for Thursday, which the Angels have listed as TBD. We're all hoping for Shohei Otani, right? Yeah. Even though it's going to be a loss, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I would like to see him. I would be a fan of him, like going for. You know, we talked about I mean, when it, Kevin Gossman last week, a couple weeks ago, had the immaculate inning. This could be the first ever immaculate game where he he strikes out all twenty seven batters right. on what's twenty seven times three on, on on just the minimum number well, of pitches. You know, Alex Cobb pitches Tuesday night, so he could get two home runs on Tuesday night, take Wednesday off, and pitch an amazing game on Thursday. Yeah, I expected I expect nothing less. I expect nothing less. I think he's TBD because I think he was dealing with some kind of ankle injury, um, but I think he's going to be back for our right. series. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, hopefully the Orioles. Right. Hopefully the Orioles can really improve and, and, and really make a dent in this big hole they put themselves in out west. But at least uh, th- uh, this guy will be fun to see. And he's also the guy we're all hoping we see for night at the yard. Yeah. Hey, listen, there, there, there's plenty of time to bury this team and to um, and to talk about th- them not having any chance and talk about how they're, how they're losing. Right. Um, but it, But until that happens... Um, I'm going to talk like they have a chance to actually compete, compete and be successful. Right. I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them to Memorial Day. I'm going with the Dan Duquette rule. Yeah. Let, let's go to that. Well, we'll go to Memorial Day. Well, we're not going to say they're out of it. We're not going to say that, that that they're done. Let Let's give it to till to, to Memorial Day. Right. And then and then we'll, that then Memorial we'll that Memorial Day show we will announce if we're giving away brown paper bags for Night at the Yards. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Memorial Day. How many how many shows do we have until then to talk uh, about not giving up on them? We have one, two, three. That is that's in four weeks. All right. So, all right, cool. So we'll reevaluate in four weeks where this team stands. Um, all right, we'll see. So some 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 news here. So some Manny Machado potential news. Yeah, not really any news at all, but it's something. To talk, you know what it is? It's just like the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. It's fun. It's just fun to talk about. Yeah, about it potential. Might, potential. Right. It what might not could happen. Something, but it could. What if? It. It's a little bit of excitement. Yeah. Well, this story will last, I think, about three days, and then we'll get over it and watch Manny play for with us until yes, September. Or if Manny leaves, you still cheering for Manny? Or as soon as he leaves Baltimore, is he enemy number one? He's dead to me. He's dead to me as soon as he leaves. What's he, what, if he goes, he, what if he goes to the National League? I would prefer – National League West Coast is perfect because yeah. never, I've never seen a Dodgers that's, game before in my life. And the West Coast, 10, 10 o'clock that's games. That's a good point. I'm not saying up for that. I'm never going to watch him. I'll never see him again. So he will be dead to me. Right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You'll just see some ESPN highlights of Manny. Yeah. And, and, and Twitter rants. Yeah. So I do like how all the trades are with national teams that, that I don't watch. And so all on the good. West Coast. Diamondbacks, I yeah. want to see those games. Dodgers, Keep I want to see West those Coast. games. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because, yeah, if, he, if we have to see him all the time, that's going to be frustrating. You know, Burt's already, because Albie, his son, is in the Little League Diamondbacks yeah. as his team. Can you imagine if Diamondbacks get Manny? He might buy a Diamondbacks Manny jersey. He will. He will. Yeah. He will. Are you going to buy a Lamar Jackson jersey? Uh, Which guy for this draft are you most likely to buy a jersey of? 
Lamar Jackson or, or Hurst or is there someone else? Or maybe Orlando Brown jersey? I guess Whose it's, jersey are you most likely to buy? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I guess it's Lamar Jackson because he, he means something for the future. And when I look at my jersey com, uh, collection, Flacco's jersey, that's going to be not good anymore soon. Nada is gone. Ray Lewis is gone. I do have a, a, a Bowser jersey. I picked that up last season. So I'll be able to get through with that this year. And it's probably going to be Jackson for the future. I don't know. I'm not a tight end guy to wear a Hearst jersey. Yeah, I, I'm, I almost bought a uh, Todd Heap jersey. Todd Heap was a pop jersey. That's true. That's true. If Hearst could be Todd Heap, that, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. We didn't even mention that about Hearst and... Uh, DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart being like best friends. Best friends, both drafted first round, 25th pick. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that, that's a pretty and, cool connection. And it could, right. And it'd be a lot of fun if, if uh, when DJ Stewart comes up and is on the, the Orioles, he's having a good season, too. He could get the call up late this season. And, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, and, he's very, he's on that, not ready yet, but on right. that, he's on right. the path. Right. To, right. The, the Norfolk shuttle sees him. Yeah. It, it drives past them. It just hasn't picked them up yet. We didn't get into either. I mean, Joey Rickard's having a really good year at Norfolk. He came up here and just, he got a hit, and then he walked like, he got a bunch of walks. Out. Yeah. Joey Rickard's another guy that and we could be seeing. Right, because he was only up here for, what, two games? Yeah, and then and we then had to they, bring Trumbo up. Right, and again, that's only because Pedro is so hot. Because that wasn't a fair shake for Joey, and you'd rather have Joey in your outfield. But it's that's again that storyline of balancing Pedro and Trumbo and how you balance all these people. Yeah, but but Joey's another guy on that good field. I mean, we got some good outfielders. Yeah, right? I, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to call Joey Rickard a good outfielder yet. No, but you got options. Yeah, but you got options there. Unlike you do an infield. Right. And right. unfortunately, all our infielders are going to hurt, not the outfielders. Right. Can Joey Rickard play second base? Mm, we've said we've Actually, seen worse third third base. Really, really. Yeah, I was going to say we've seen worse second basemen. Yeah, shout out Steve Pierce. No, no. Shout was, out Jimmy Paredes. Uh, Paredes, that's the guy I would think of. And I'm like, how was that guy ever at second base? Yeah. All right, well, good show, Josh. Uh, Bert, uh, hopefully we'll be back next week unless there's another hit movie to come out. And then he I might think, not be back. Right. Dead, I think Deadpool might be next yeah, week. If so. Deadpool comes <laughs> out next week, we might be out. It might be out. out. Yeah, whatever. So. All right, boys and girls, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Make sure you uh, check out our new blog. Uh, on the new site, Section 336, kind of been revamped a little yeah. bit. Yeah, reach out, to, reach out to me if you want to write something or have something to say. Yeah. Whether it's regular, you can be a regular writer or just one time, it doesn't matter. We want to just help you get spread your word and thoughts out. Yeah, thoughts about the Manny Machado trade or Manny Machado's time left here in Baltimore, what the order should do, whatever. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at Section 336 Show, on Instagram, at Section 336 Show. Uh, <laughs> make sure you check yeah. out if you're if you're into if you're into the Ravens and you hasn't listened to the Film Study podcast with Josh and Film Study, you gotta listen to that. That's, that's the podcast. Yeah, really, Raven really fans. good episode this week yeah, with the draft. Breaks down all the draft picks. Wait, I mean, he's he's, he's into it. He's we had one. Fun. We had one screw up. Yeah. Little, a little inside inside uh, podcasting right now. Yeah, we had a, we recorded on Saturday night and put out the podcast. And I'm in church on Sunday morning and I get a text from from uh, Ken who says. I messed up. So-and-so that the Ravens drafted in the seventh round, we had this whole discussion that he was from UCLA. Well, he was actually from, like, South Dakota or something. It's like So we had to go in Sunday morning and re-record about five minutes in the middle there. Try to find it. Okay. No one cares about where the seventh round pick went to school, by the way. Uh, The listeners of Film Study, 
They do. Oh, that's true. They See, do. that's the good thing about Section 336 coconuts. I feel like I could say something stupid on here. I do all the time. And and no one would bad not. But right. you say something stupid on that. That's a serious Th- Those show. listeners, that, they're all over you. Um, we're, we're doing a show soon on that on there in a few weeks with some guys who are coming up with like new ways to, to uh, analyze football games. Hmm. And it's neat. Like where They're like watching film of like every player who's not in the play and how they impact it and everything. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool uh, new statistics. That's, that baseball went through this a few years ago that we're now seeing in football. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll, we'll, check, we'll check all that stuff out. Uh, and that's it. You can follow me on Twitter, at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. And we're out. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside.